0: The NBA and the game of basketball will truly miss you, and I personally will truly miss you.
1: At an 81-point game!
0: Growing up watching you as a little kid.
1: Slam dunk,
0: Kobe Bryant! Huge fan of yours, growing up being my idol. It's been motivation to kids like me everywhere. Nobody in the NBA has made an impact on this earth and outside of this universe like you have. After to Kobe, These 20 years of watching you has been a blast. It was crazy being able to be here, a part of your last season. It's been an honor playing with you, Kobe. I appreciate everything that you've done for us. It's been a complete honor sharing the court with you and being able to call you my teammate. It's sad to see you go, OG. Game gonna miss you.
1: Last yeah. minute, amazing. Just want to say thank you, man. Thanks, Kobe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you did, and we really appreciate everything that you've done for the game.
0: Whatever yeah, it is we- that you choose to do after this. I know you're going to be a, another black mama at that as well.
1: And the other forward for the final time, number 24 on the floor, 6-6. them, Jeff. How he leads them has been the subject of much debate for a long time now. What's the key for Kobe Bryant to win tonight for the Lakers? Well, through five games of the finals, Kobe Bryant has hands down been the MVP. And despite an amazingly efficient Game 5 performance, his critics, particularly in the media, insist that his trust with his teammates is an issue. Trust me. He has an appropriate amount of trust for his teammates and the criticism he takes is unjust and unwarranted For a body of work that can truly only be marked by greatness now, coach, I, I got a question because You see all the people talking about Brian and not trusting his teammates when a guy is this hot The same way that he was last moment. What do
0: they want him to do?
1: You know, this is a guy who can only win if he wins because some people as our test takes a very difficult shot he could only win if he wins because some media critics in particular just don't want to give this guy the credit that he is due as one of the all-time great and all-time big winners can I just go back to Bryant if he had the purse a different personality where he-, he tried to suck up to people and was warm and cuddly all the time not one person would have commented that it wasn't a great game 5 performance. Because when LeBron James scored 25 and beat Detroit, everybody raved about how they carried the team. Or when Jordan used to get 50s in a playoff game about his greatness. They're talking about trust after that type of game? That's a joke.
0: There is no experience like watching Kobe Bryant play basketball. If you're a laker fan if you're a hoop fan and a person you know who didn't let your, your emotions get in the way of what you were watching you understood the theater that was watching kobe you understood the poetry that was watching kobe this guy was an artist on the floor the fluidity the motion that he played with the grace that he played with there's nothing like it like there's only a few players where I could put put on a highlight package and, and, and just sit down and just watch him work. And Colb is one of them. It, it, it was a sight to see. I say was because, as you know, Kobe is no longer with us. Sunday... January 26, 2020 I was in the house, you know, regular Sunday I think it was the week before the Super Bowl Even, or was it Was it Conference Championship weekend? I don't remember, no, it was no sports And it was in between, it was a week in between The Super Bowl I follow uh, Lakers film room because I'm a basketball Nerd, Uh, so I like when he Would share clips about half court actions full court actions anything that involves understanding further the x's and o's of the game i follow accounts like that and because it's the lakers i have the tweet notifications on so i can see what's going on so he tweeted oh god no so in my mind at that moment i thought that the lakers had signed like jr smith which they ended up doing anyway or someone got hurt maybe ad got hurt in practice or Braun got hurt in practice something like that so i go to his mentions and i'm and i'm you know i'm looking i'm looking i'm like what's going on i'm like what's what's, what's the deal and then i see one of the mentions saying kobe Bryant died i'm like what nah that's probably one of them situations so let me go to the main twitter timeline still searching right I see, like, a couple of tweets here and there. I see a TMZ link because, you know, TMZ got to get everything first. Kobe Bryant passed away. So, you know, I go. I I pull my tray down on my iPhone. I'm looking for the alerts. I don't see an ESPN alert. I don't see a... a, Excuse me. I don't see a... A World News, CNN, something. I I got a... See, I'm, I'm, you know, still a little emotional talking about this. But I got a... I got CNN... And I, and I and I have another news outlet like that that's like escaping me right now that that it, it's making me upset. USA Today. So I'm looking at all of these spots. I go to Bleacher Report. I'm checking out the NBA app. I'm checking everywhere. I go to ESPN, the station, nothing. I go to NBA TV, nothing. I go to regular news outlets for the for the for the TV, nothing. MSNBC, nothing. I'm like, what? Yo, why y'all playing with people like that, right? Then the flood of information. You know, the alerts start coming in. I start getting text messages. I got a phone call. You would think Kobe's family. People understood that I love Kobe. Like that was Kobe Bryant was my favorite athlete. Period. Not, not there. was no discussion about who number one is when it when it came to sports. It was Kobe and everybody else. Twitter's going crazy. The news reports. People crying on the court. Is it's supposed to be an NBA game taking place? And you know. He, there was false news about it being his wife and, and, and his daughters everyone was on the helicopter i'm like it was just a plethora of things that you just you don't want to deal with you know you, you don't want to believe that and then you find out officially that it is cold and it is Gigi, and it's like it's like damn Cole was like you know like i personally i felt like Kobe's been cheated out of a lot of things. He was cheated out of a lot of his flowers. Some of it is own doing. We know what happened in Colorado. Let's just get it out the way. We know what happened there. Or oh, did not happen. But the fact remains is because of what happened, his curating took a hit that some would say he never truly recovered from. Right? He had a reputation with the NBA media about not being the nicest guy. So because of these things, Kobe never got his flowers, he never got the, the media coverage he was supposed to get. He never got the accolades he was supposed to receive. So it's like, damn, it's like Kobe, you know, he he retires and, and people are starting to come around and, and give, him, give him his due, and now you have his legacy. Gigi was going to pick up the family business and become one of the best female hoopers ever. she's on the helicopter so it's like we can't even as fans live vicariously through Gigi when she grows up and like and be like yo they go bean like she had to be on the helicopter too you know and it's like it's like once again we we get that kobe gets to have something something big bigger than whatever the story was about him or whatever the narrative was about him get taken away and we and, and in his passing, granted, you know, he started to get his flowers. He started to get his love and his adulation. But we know how that goes already. We already know. When when you leave this plane, that's when people want to talk the nicest about you. I always felt as though Cole, you know, he was almost. You know what I mean? Like, he, like he wanted to get six rings. He got five. He almost got there. The Achilles injury happens. You can't get the, the number one scoring title or get, get near or be number two, almost. You know what I mean? And people knew. You watch some of these talking heads in the media, and they went out of their way to make it seem as so though Kobe's just a guy. Like, meanwhile, the people who played before Kobe, with Kobe, and after Kobe all tell you that he was that guy. I've seen more. NBA players revere Kobe than Jordan. Granted, it's a generational thing. But the fact remains is, is that everybody knew what it was when it came to being. And it's tough now because it's like he's gone. You know, it's It's like we didn't get to watch him grow old. We didn't get to, to we didn't get to watch as people fully started to appreciate who he was and what he meant to the game of basketball i've avoided you know on this show really talking about it because it hurt bro you know i had plans of meeting that man and sitting down and picking his brain and trying to understand you know why he was the way he was why he did some of the things he did and when he did the things he did like what was what was going through his mind only for a helicopter to take all of that away you know it's 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 tough it's tough But let's talk about some basketball. I don't really care what anyone tells me. You know, you, you, we can have the debate. You you can have your stats. You can have whatever you want to have. But when it comes to Kobe Bean Bryant, my argument to anyone who wants to throw a number at me is, I know what I saw let's go back to the air balls early on in his career yeah those shots happened that moment certainly happened you can't you absolutely cannot take that away (laughs) kobe kobe shot those air balls but you know what i noticed in that in that moment he took the damn shot on on a team that had shaquille o'neal nick van exel eddie jones somehow or the other the only person who wanted to take that shot was the rookie with the bean head. And now you'll have the trolls all over the net try to drag it like, oh, he shot an airball, he's not clutch. And these stats say that this guy's more clutch and this and that, whatever the case may be. But you can't always gauge clutch by how many shots you make. In fact, you cannot gauge clutch by that whatsoever. You gauge clutch by the fact of the person being willing to, to take that shot Running to that moment Being prepared for that moment And willing to, to risk criticism Or adulation And that's what it's all about A lot of people who are clutch Or they have good clutch numbers A lot of times they, they were clutch in situations That were of the best leverage for them But when things got the hottest In those you know low leverage moments for them You could not find them That's clutch. It's not about, okay, he took the shot and he made it. If if I'm on the basketball court and I pull a three from 30 feet at the buzzer and it goes in, does that make me clutch? Like, automatically I'm clutch because I made the shot? No. I could have got lucky, you know? Luck is a thing as much as people try to write it off, but I could have gotten lucky in that moment and made the shot, right? It's about the guy who sees the other four players... With fear in their their eyes, excuse me. And he notices, you know what? I got to get this done. That's clutch. It's not the made shots. It's the willingness to take those shots. If it's baseball, it's the willingness to swing the bat in a situation where you don't want, the whole world is watching you. It's game seven. The bases are loaded. You don't look at a pitch. You swing. You attack the situation. It's football. Patrick Mahomes, we saw it in the fourth quarter right there. In that moment, down 10 against a really good opponent, rising to the occasion, or being willing to attack the moment. He could have folded it up. He could have said, you know what? For three quarters, these guys have gotten the better of us, and they're just better. Patrick Mahomes kept playing because he felt as though we can get it done, and he kept attacking. That is clutch. So, when you're listening to this podcast, and people try to throw these stats at you, and they try to... They try to tell you that, that a player A was more clutch than Kobe. You tell them it's not about the shots that were made. It was about the moments on the floor where you could only find Kobe. And in those other moments where they, they want to compare other players, where was that other guy in those moments? Could you find him or was he standing somewhere on the wing or standing somewhere in the corner or just somewhere not involved in the play whatsoever? That's clutch. Okay? Okay. Think about the, the the rivalry that the NBA was trying to create with Orlando and the Lakers after Shaq left town and became a Laker. One of Kobe's early signature moments was that Sunday game on NBC. We have to he dropped like 35 in the second half on Penny. All the hype was about Shaq versus Penny. And Kobe showed out. That was a game that made me a fan. I didn't really, to, to be clear... I wasn't a fan of Kobe when he came to the league. I didn't understand where this guy was coming from. You know, like trying to be like Jordan. I'm not, I'm not even a Jordan fan, but I'm like, yo, bro, be yourself. Like, why you why you want to be like this guy? You got the bald head, you walking like him, you talking like him. Like, be yourself. When that man had that fro in Orlando and he wild up Penny for damn near 35 in the second half, I'm like, yo, this guy is something else. Then I started to look more. I, I found myself looking to see what Kobe would do when he was on the floor. Right? Things didn't work out with Dell Harris, right? It's cool. It's a rite of passage in the NBA. Utah was there. The Spurs lucked up and got Tim Duggan wild. While David Robinson still had a couple of years of prime basketball left in them. So things didn't quite work out up until 2000, the 99-2000 season. We get with Phil Jackson. He entrusts the offense to Kobe Bryant. The offensive focal point. Was obviously Shaquille O'Neal People love to tell you he played with Prime Shaq And and what about the finals MVPs But well, we gonna get there But they never talk about the fact That At 21 years old Tex Winter and Phil Jackson Gave Kobe Bryant The responsibility Of mastering and running The most complex offense in the NBA Why, why do we never talk about that They'll tell you this player has such a great IQ, and this player does this, and this player does that. But don't you have to have a certain level of IQ to be able to run the triangle back in 1999, back when offenses and X's and O's were a lot more complex than they are today? Does that not matter? Or was it just Kobe was just there? When that team won 67 games, it was just all Shaq? Kobe Kobe didn't play a role in that? You know, first team all defense? Nah. Nah. Kobe ran the most complex offense, led the team and assist to Shaq, and was one of the best defenders in the league at 21 years old while still being repressed. Because this is a fact that needs to be discussed. When people start talking numbers and and they they constantly bring up what Kobe did not do, I dare you to now ask yourself how many all-time greats in NBA history were repressed the way Kobe Bryant was. And if you don't know what repressed means— the whole thing is, is that he was constantly held back. Most of your favorite NBA legends got the keys on day one. Kobe Bryant, when you want to, if you really want to be honest about it, Kobe didn't get the keys to the castle until the 04 05 season, right? His eighth year in the league. He had to wait eight years to fully flesh out who he was as a basketball player granted he wants some chips and he had moments where he got to flex but at the end of the day it was always a limitation to how much he could flex because as even he had to say it, he had to always be mindful of the big man because the big man would get sensitive if cope did a little too much and phil jackson will pull kobe back because he was concerned about the sensitivity of the big man right but at 21 running the offense first team or defense and you still not you still weren't even getting to see who he was in hd Then we fast forward game seven of the 2000 western conference Finals, because again as much as people want to talk about calculators we're going to talk about what happened on the floor game seven against portland the lakers are not playing well shaquille o'neal For all intents and purposes People remember the alley-oop and all of that But Shaq was choking in that game Kobe had a hell of a game For you stat nerds, go look up the stats of the Western Conference Finals Game 7 Go go peep what Kobe did Right? 25 points, I believe 11 rebounds, 7 assists A couple of blocks A couple of steals He did that 21 years old While the MVP of the league was crapping the bed Kobe showed up kobe was the one who broke the defense down and threw the alley to Shaq. everyone remembers Shaq catching the alley they don't remember that heme that kobe hit on pippen that led to the alley right let's go to the following season the entire narrative of that year is about how selfish kobe was and 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 you know why would you want to play like that when you have shaquille o'neal on your team once again A young NBA player, a young, supremely talented and gifted NBA player being repressed this time by his coaches and the media. Let's not talk about the fact that this guy is hella good, averaging 28 a game with Shaquille O'Neal on the team. Oh, he's selfish. He's not doing the right thing. Oh, Okay. Right. He gets hurt that season comes back and the narrative is that kobe started to play team ball and he started to figure some things out but the reality of the situation was kobe game didn't change that much from when he got hurt to when he came back he just was a nicer guy the man leading up into the finals was averaging over 30 at night i think it was 38 and 6 throughout the western conference playoffs So all of his statistics went up from the regular season to the playoffs, but somehow he was no longer selfish. This is what I'm trying to explain to you. People never really truly appreciated Kobe. They always found a way to nitpick him or say he's arrogant or he doesn't have the right frame of mind or whatever the hell else they wanted to say. They played in the tougher conference and in all of those years where people say he played with prime Shaq. If you look at Kobe's numbers in the Western Conference playoffs, not the finals, the Western Conference playoffs where the competition was elite, Kobe's numbers were damn near comparable to Shaq's. It wasn't like he was just there. A lot of people, when they say prom Shaq, they they want you to believe Kobe was just another guy. He was a clear-cut number two. The only time Kobe was a number two was the first championship. The other two championships... It was 1B. And this is not about narratives, this is about what I saw on the basketball court. Kobe playing with Shaq, supposedly the the second option, was the only wing player I seen consistently get double teamed by opposing teams while playing with Shaq. D-Way got to go one-on-one, Penny got to go one-on-one, but they damn sure doubled Kobe. Now, explain to me how a player who's selfish in a clear-cut number two and had the benefit of playing with a prime Shaq can be double-teamed by the opponent. If you're doubling Kobe, that means that Shaq is one-on-one. <laughs> but, Kobe, but Kobe had the luxury of playing with prime Shaq. This is what I'm explaining to you. Once Phil Jackson gave Kobe Bryant the keys to the kingdom that is the triangle offense, not the organization, the offense he became the most important piece. The number two guy doesn't have the luxury of being the most important piece. And once teams figured out that Kobe was the initiator of the offense and who had to create for others and score, teams' game plan was to take Kobe out of the equation. Normally in basketball, the objective is to take the best player on the opposing team out of the equation, not the number two guy. Like, you didn't see teams saying, let's stop Kyrie and let LeBron get off. Like, that wasn't happening. Let's stop Clay and let, and, let, and let Curry get off. That wasn't happening. Let's stop Westbrook and let KD get off. That wasn't happening. Let's stop Starks and let Ewan get off. That wasn't happening. I can keep going. Let's stop Pippen and let Jordan get off. That wasn't happening. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm breaking this down, you know, because with this Kobe day, I needed to break down to all the people who, who've had questions who've, who've knocked Kobe down a peg or they felt as though he wasn't as good as people thought he was. I'm using this episode to, to break down events that happened that let you know that this guy was as good as his peers said he was, not as good as the Nick Wrights of the world said he was, or, or, or any other talking head who had a, a gripe or, or an axe to ground with Kobe who would never be truthful about him. I'm here to tell you that his peers were right, huh? Ask Vladi Divac if Kobe wasn't the goods. And I bet you tell you, there's a postal with my face on it that says that boy was a problem, right? I don't even have to talk about the 2000 finals. We know what happened. 2001 finals, we know what happened. 2002, by that point, it wasn't even a question of Kobe number two it was Shaq and Kobe Kobe was already the consensus best all-around player in the league remember that was the thing back in the day y'all best all-around player Kobe had that Shaq was a diesel and, and and alongside the diesel was the best all-around player in the game in 2002 there was no longer any questions about oh this guy's selfish and why is he playing like this or whatever the hell else they understood they knew the vibe okay they knew how Shaq and Kobe was coming point blank Got to the finals of 2002 Smokehouse Game 7 Against The Sacramento Kings in the Western Conference Finals Once again people like to act like things didn't happen You know They went To the number one seed right In their house In a game 7 and one. A lot of people would lead you To believe that The series was decided in game 6 When you know, there was some questionable calls and things didn't c- kind of go the way of the goal, the, the Golden State Warriors, of the Sacramento Kings. But there was a whole other game to play. And it was in Sacramento. And we had Sojakovic airballing threes. We had Doug Christie airmailing three-pointers. Mike Bibby wasn't as Mike Bibby as he was in six games prior. But we all hawking back to game six. What about game seven? Shaq had 30. Obi had 30. But because it was the Lakers and the story didn't fit the way it should have fit as far as the gamblings, the conspiracies, and the, and the poor officiating, we're going to focus on that. But Colb was on that team. Kobe had to defend Mike Bibby. He had to chase that little ball head around and still had 30. And in po- points in the game where Sacramento could have gotten away from the Lakers a little bit, Kobe kept us around. That happened. Again. On the court, not the calculator, not what ESPN tells you. Events that happened on the floor, right? Now let's talk about the finals. Everyone loves talking about finals MVPs and, oh, oh, you know, he he played with Shaq. Shaq got the final MVP. How, How could it be? You know, you know, how could it be? In the 2000 finals, he played the corpse of Rick Smiths. Rick Smiths was done. He could barely move. Again, Shaq at the peak of his powers against Rick Smiths. Phil Jackson is the greatest coach in NBA history. You think he's going to waste of time with Kobe trying to, to let Kobe get off against Reggie Miller when he has a, a zombie in the paint against the most dominant player in NBA history, Shaq Diesel? Come on now. That's 101. one Let's go to 2001. If y'all know basketball... Y'all know that Philly's, a lot of Philly's defensive schemes for Larry Brown, Mr. Play the Right Way, was to make things difficult for Kobe to get off. They left Mutombo on an island with Shaq, and all Mutombo did was get elbow after elbow after elbow after elbow in the face. Watched up Mutombo, damn near. One-on-one with Shaq, barbecue chicken. They spent so much time, they being the Sixers, so much time making sure Kobe didn't have free reign that they de- they jeopardized Matumbo's face by way of Shaq's elbows. Now let's go to the, the, t- the 2002 NBA Finals. Do you guys remember who the starting center of the, the then New Jersey Nets was? Do you know? i give you a second. You don't know. It was Todd McCullough. And when Todd McCullough wasn't in the game, they had some light-skinned dude whose name escapes me right now, or they had the audacity to put Kenyon Martin on Shaq. Once again, you play for the greatest coach of all time. You know he's going to exploit that mismatch, and that's what happened. Cope still got off in that series, don't get me wrong. But the fact remains is Shaq got three finals MVPs, While facing three of the worst starting centers in consecutive history in the NBA Finals, back to back to back. Go back to the Western Conference playoffs, where you had to go up against teams like the Spurs, you had to go up against teams like like the Kings, you had to go up against teams like like the Phoenix Suns, who were still good at at a moment in time, the Portland Trail Blazers. The list goes on. They played against those teams. And they needed Kobe because when Shaq had to go up against real competition, he couldn't just dominate. Kobe in a lot of those series was the guy who was making the matchup favorable for the Lakers. I'm not making any of this up. If you don't believe me, look it up. I'm just pointing out these things to show you that there's a lot of false narratives about Kobe being Brian. And I need y'all to understand that on the court, he did things that deserve the all time great status that he receives. The fact that people talk about he's not top 10, that's nonsense. It's nonsense. The, the 03 04 season with everything going on, there was a point where he would get off the helicopter from Colorado. Go to Staples. Will not take the helicopter from Colorado. You know what I'm saying? Gets off the plane, hops in a helicopter, goes to Staples. Just for for the people. He didn't take the helicopter from Colorado. It's not possible. All right. He took a plane to L.A., then got on the helicopter to get to Staples. Okay? All right. Gets off the helicopter. Drops 40. And he did that multiple times. From the courthouse to the basketball court with a 40 ball. Granted, things didn't end well in the 0-4 season, right? It is what it is. We, we lost to Detroit. Things imploded. In reality, the Lakers lost not because Shaq and Kobe hated each other, but because Karl Malone got hurt, and he was a very key component, a very key component to that triangle. offense. him and Kobe? I got a nice synergy going in the mid-post area, and once he got hurt and he couldn't move around, that was it. Now, he was the third piece of the puzzle that would have made it a little more difficult for Detroit to defend us. Kobe Col- had a wall. When, when, even before the Boston Wall, the Detroit Wall was there. And Kobe had to deal with that. And he wanted that finals MVP so bad because so many people for so many years made it seem as though without Shaq, Kobe is nothing. And we all know that's not true fast forward a couple of years after some lakers sabotage i'm gonna call it what it is like some of the worst lineups i the Shaq trade as much as i love lamar odom you telling me for Shaq you only got brian grant lamar odom and and carol butler come the hell on who's winning with that smush parker leron Prophet, uh 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 chucky atkins all of these guys that Cole played with listen he gets pal gasol proceeds to go to three straight finals at the end of his prime at the end of his peak let me not say the end of his prime at the end of his peak three straight finals wins two championships and he was a tougher overall roster away from another three peak and people still have an issue with putting Kobe in a top five or even top ten yeah when you watch the basketball and you watch how he dominated the action as a jump shooter because he wasn't afro Kobe anymore he was primarily a mid-post high-post three-point jump shooter and he dominated why do we need this to keep talking about statistics and, and, and efficiency and all this all these other things so let's be clear Kobe was a psychopath he was crazy and because of his craziness there's times where he shot over three or four people because he he felt and he knew in his heart that these four wasn't better than his one granted a lot of those shots were bad shots but damn it when that shot went in it was the most spectacular thing you've ever seen because again when you come to Kobe Bryant in basketball there's a certain level of theater involved and Kobe was always aware of that theater and he wanted wanted to use that theater to get a competitive edge against the people he went up against it is what it is it was a Hornets game that I I, I never forget it was a Saturday Kobe played so terribly it was on NBA TV and I was talking to my homeboy Mason. And I'm like, yo, Cole, bro. Like, this guy, he needs to give up the rock. I think he was like two for 18, something like, crazy like that. And I'm like, yo, you got to give like, He has to give up the rock, man. And Mason's like, bro, like, it's Kobe. As I'm responding, like, yo, nah, like, I understand it's Kobe, but Pau Gasol's right there. Give him the rock. Three-pointer, Kobe Bryant. like uh, He wedged the three to give, him the lead. Give, give us the lead in that game that we never gave back. And I'm on the phone with Mace at the same time, and I'm like, bruh, I take back everything I just said. (laughs) Because in that moment, his poor shooting afternoon led to a clutch three-pointer. Now, let's see how things go full circle. Clutch is not making the shot. Clutch is going two for 18 and, and knowing that, you know what, this is a big moment. I'm bringing my team home. That's all it's about. You can't have this much of a problem with Kobe Bryant, bro. Like that man is top 10. His peers said he was good because he busted their ass. All the NBA dorks say Kobe was inefficient. He he he, he relied on a shot that's not even valid right anymore. He took a ton of bad shots and I'll always say that's cool. He busted everybody's ass in the process. And they'll all tell you, yeah, he busted the ass. Kobe Col- did that, bro. I ain't even going to argue with you. He, he did that. You watch all of these podcasts with all these hoopers, and they all say the same thing. So how, how can a guy who never played a lick of NBA basketball tell me that Kobe doesn't belong in the top 10 because of some randomness? Considering the area he played in where of all the eras of basketball, that that, that that might have been one of the least efficient times in league history. But he still got it done. He still was the most dangerous player on the court. And damn it, for my money, Kobe was the most disrespectful wing player ever. If you think about the amount of times Kobe threw it on somebody, and, and the way he attacked the paint and did not give a damn who was there, can you find me a more disrespectful wing player at Kobe's level? Where's he at? Don't exist. Even LeBron, as as physical as he is, as a freak of a nature as he is, he was never willing to attack the (laughs) paint the way Kobe would. Especially Kobe, that afro, that boy threw it on everybody. If you was there, you was getting it thrown on your head, point blank, period. I think part of the reason why Kobe had bad shoulder swords in his career is for dunking too hard on people. I I remember in 3 against uh, Minnesota when he went underneath the backboard and threw it. He hurt the shoulder (laughs) doing that dunk. Think he a shoulder surgery that that summer, if I'm not mistaken. But on this Kobe day, I'm here. To, I, I I wanted to give this man all the flowers he deserves. I don't care about what the calculator says. Kobe Bryant is one of the three best basketball players of all time. Not greatest. Right, Greatest is a different discussion. And then you could bring out your calculators. But when we're just talking about the sheer act of playing basketball, Kobe, top three. And if you catch me on a really good day, I'll tell you he's the best basketball player I've ever seen. Because when you stop and you think about it, the man had every day. Athleticism. Handle. Post. Mid-range, long-range, defense, IQ, you name it. He had it. Everybody, to this day, I haven't seen a package that is Kobe Bryant on the floor. Like, 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 there's guys who look like Kobe when they do certain things, but I'm talking about the, the overall everything. That man ain't there. There's a few guys who are close. Shout-out to Jason Tatum. Shout-out to D-Book. But even they don't have that that, that explosiveness that Kobe had. You know what I'm saying? As I'm, as I'm trying to tell you, like, y'all, some of y'all are going to write this off as stand talk, but I'm being as clear minded as I can be. That man, top three, if not the best. And I'll leave y'all with this my opinions on my own. Kobe being Bryant. These flowers are for you. Gigi, and to everyone else who was on that helicopter crash that 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 life altering moment that affected millions of people worldwide may you all rest in peace my name is ray jarvis and as the saying goes